Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Latter-day Takes. On today's episode, Chase Bartholomew comes back and we are actually in the studio together this time. So I'm sure y'all are very, very grateful for both of us being there outside of that um today's episode is kind of a hodgepodge again we just kind of go through things that have been on our minds uh we do talk a little bit of updates on byu sports uh, byu basketball got a big transfer as well as some conference realignment talk going on for football um things like that but the main part of the episode we talk about kind of how Theme parties for adults are ridiculous, and nobody should ever have them. Nobody should go to them. Anyway, it's kind of like a get-off-my-lawn type episode for both of us. But anyway, I think you all will enjoy it. With that said, I have a couple more episodes coming down the wire that I'm excited about, uh, some of them that I've already recorded. One of them was is with the author, Jackie M. Smith. She wrote the book Pass It On, and it's about her own experience raising a gay son while also being a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Had seven kids. Um, this was her only gay son, her only gay kid, and uh, just kind of like how she handled that experience, and it was just her documenting this, writing it down, to maybe help other parents that might be going through the same thing, and it was a great conversation. Um, we have very differing opinions and views on a lot of things, but we were able to find common ground on a lot of the things, and I just think it was a valuable conversation overall. And then there's another one where we talk about TikTok, and I bring in a friend of mine who's a professor of media and communication at the University of Alabama. He's been on the podcast before, as well as Chanel, a recurring guest who loves TikTok. And so I just kind of wanted to pick their brains and talk about why TikTok even exists, essentially. And then those episodes will be coming down in the next little bit. From there, I'm excited with the direction this is all going. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for your time. Hope you're having a great week. And Pioneer is coming up. Hope you all have a great weekend going into that, and we'll see you next week. Mormons are my favorite. They're my favorite. Yeah, okay. They're absolutely my favorite. All Mormons are nutty Mormons. Mormons are the nicest cult of all time. Beautiful, and these Mormons are so nice. Everybody's so nice. (laughs) Everybody's so nice in Utah. Just being a Mormon's nutty. Mormons are really nice people. Totally nice. They are the best cult. My favorite religion is Mormons. They're the nicest people. Shout out to the Latter-day Saints. Okay, we are recording. All right, today on the pod, this time live in person. It's been a minute since we've done this. We do have Chase Bartholomew back with us. Chase, welcome back, man. Do you think they care that I'm in person with you? I mean, to them, it's all the same, right? Does it sound the same? It probably does. We actually do have pretty good, solid, like fairly good quality, just considering that we do it over the the internet a lot basically but no they do though they want us to be together i hope they care they do it's like it's like they're when they're two favorite this sounds so pretentious it's like when their <laughs> two favorite like journalists get together in a room to talk about stuff yeah that's definitely us and if we and if we're in a fight people are like i feel like it's my parents getting a divorce you know when people say that on twitter 
Oh yeah, for sure. No, that's yeah. we're, we're, we definitely have that kind of vibe going. So. Yeah. Right. Um. Anyway, that was a bad comparison and very <laughs> self-indulgent. I feel stupid. But, um. Glad you're here, Chase. I personally am. I just think it's just way better in person. It's just nicer. But um, a couple things we want to talk about today. The dust has kind of settled for you. You've been back in Utah for a few weeks, like a month now, maybe? It's getting up there. Yeah, it came right at the beginning of the month. So, yeah, a few weeks. Back in the scene, back in the dating scene. Like, let's talk about... I mean, I know this isn't like a dating pod, but I'm always curious... How are things been going for you, dude? Is there, like, nasty reminders of what sucks about being back in Utah? I mean, yeah, there's a degree of that. I um, I haven't fully dove back into it. I, 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 kinda, I have a lot of things I'm doing on the side on top of work, and which is taking up most of my time. And then I... Um, just uh, studying for boards and everything I have to take in August. So I'm kind of convincing myself right now that the lack of Utah being exactly what I would hope for is in part due to that. But, it, you know, I will say it is nice to be social again and to go out and do things with people and not be a complete loner um, like I have been in, in a lot of the places I've lived uh, the last several years. So, no, it's been good. Um, as far as dating goes, I really haven't jumped back into that yet. I'm back on the dating apps again, which such a such a terrible thing to rely on for for dating. Dating yeah. apps are, are are such a weird place. I would say I would agree with you for the most part, but unless you're very purposeful about it, and I'm and I mean that like you're very much trying to find the right person who really you think you could hit it off with. But then not only that, once you match, you're actually like let's cut to the chase not in a weird way and be like let's go out right away like most girls don't like that but that you're establishing some conversation you kind of pacing it out and that you actually try to go on a date and make something happen like yeah like that like i mean basically if every time you swipe right or whatever it is your plan is to take this person out if you have the opportunity to, to do that like then i think that's being purposeful about it personally every time you swipe right you think about yourself marrying that girl is that a saying? No. <laughs> no. I, I actually I don't take them very seriously. I, I, I put zero stock in these things because I found that until you're actually on the date with someone you meet from a dating app that you really can't put any stock in it because there's enough weirdos out there. You match with them, you're talking, you're planning a date. Up until the day, up until the moment you show up to the door and they answer it. Like you just don't know if that date's gonna go through or not. <laughs> like you just don't know. And I, and I personally, like, there have been situations where I just ghost someone on there and I, I don't feel bad. Like, I feel like it's just a different, like, there's just zero expectations in that game. If you, if you're, if you jump into that game, you have to completely leave your feelings at the door because they might suddenly decide they're not interested or you might suddenly decide you're not. And who knows what motives people have when they get on there. And you have to realize for every beautiful girl you see on those dating apps, literally every dude is swiping right on on that girl and she you know she might just be there for the attention she might just enjoy having hundreds of guys at her feet and just the 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 rush of dopamine she gets from that might be the only reason she's on there and so i just don't put a lot of stock in it yeah i mean there's no question that's possible obviously but um why do you do it then yeah i mean it's got to start somewhere um, I think we've definitely become too dependent on them as a society. And I think COVID probably made that worse. And 
frankly, you know, I'd just been in a situation in life where if I wanted to date LDS girls, that's what I jumped to. And I've kind of learned or seen in myself that I've kind of made that a crutch. And so maybe it would be good to make an effort to you know, branch out as far as my sources of where I find dates and stuff. But. Yeah. No, I, the thing that gets me is that like earlier this year, I kind of told myself, I'm like, I'm not going to parties anymore. Like literally just tonight there was a, uh, uh, some sort of like rodeo cowboy party where like people are going to dress up as cowboys, which by the way, like if you're throwing a dress up party outside of Halloween, there's a good chance we're not going to be good friends. That's a Utah thing. For sure. It is. Yeah. I, I've, I, one, one problem, one, I mean, here's the thing. I hate when people gang up on Utah on Twitter and whatever, and they, and they like to criticize Utah culture because it's always the same kind of resentful, like, Yeah, it's whatever. not, they're not being honest with themselves as to yeah. why they're attacking Utah. Like, they, they are attacking Utah because they hate certain aspects of it yeah. and just pile on as much as they can. Yeah, I, I will say, though, that it does seem to me that Utah adults, young adults, single adults, on average, tend to act, I would say, a few years younger than their counterparts in other states. And themed parties are one example of that. Theme parties in general, like, that seems like the most, like, that's basically, that, that's what kids do. Like, yeah. that is literally what kids do. They, they do like, themed yeah, parties. For your, for your birthday party when you were eight, you yeah. had a themed party. It's a superhero party. Well, I've said this before. If you, like, there is an age, a certain line, what is it? I don't know. I mean, obviously it was very arbitrary, so all of this is arbitrary technically, but I mean, by the time you're like 28, 29, definitely 30, there is a correlation between throwing your own party and how insane you are. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. I, I, I don't throw, like, first of all, I've just gotten in the habit from a young age of not really throwing birthday parties because my birthday being over Christmas break just never really lined up with people being in town. And so I always just made it super low key for my birthday. So I've never understood like the self-indulgence of it's my birthday party everyone come yeah and yeah no that's the thing and last uh my last birthday the only reason why it turned out to be kind of big was because i have a good friend who um she really wanted to do something nice and um she took note that like i've never really had a surprise party like the only surprise party to that point that had been thrown for me was uh i showed up before everybody else so yeah, it wasn't nice. really like it didn't so really it was take. it was a bunch of mini surprises more than one big <laughs> yeah surprise. exactly yeah. yeah and that's a good way of putting it yeah i was like oh hi didn't know you were coming oh hi didn't know you were coming oh hi surprise <laughs> <laughs> um but i yeah so i it, it turned out to be kind of a surprise last time i mean i knew we were doing dinner there was like maybe 15 of us that was nice like i think that's great Loved it. Turns out we were going to go to a church and play pickleball after, and what they did plan that I didn't know was that they invited like 40 people to come play pickleball inside a church. And so... It's a lot of pickleball. Yeah. So it was kind of fun, you know, just to like see a bunch of people that I hadn't really planned on seeing. Yeah. Um, and then a bunch of people I didn't even know, but... Uh, I mean, that feels fine. Like, I had nothing to do with it. Like, they literally had a Facebook group that I was private and anonymous to me, so I couldn't even see it. It was invisible. So, anyway... There are there are exceptions like basically if you're throwing your own party like you got to get your head examined and maybe but yeah like I mean party I mean like full on like I want as many people there as possible 
there are exceptions to that. I think if you're like, if it's your birthday and you're saying, I want just a handful of friends or, I mean, there's no amount that I'm going to throw out there and be like, can't be more than 10 or else you're insane. But it'd be something like just if you're really trying to just invite people for popularity's sake or just to feel loved or whatever, then like you might probably have to reevaluate some things about your life. But if it's like, hey, it's my birthday. I kind of want to get together with some friends. Let's do this. Great. Totally yeah, see, get it. See, I'm pretty extreme. I'm pretty Jehovah's Witness when it comes to birthdays. I think after age 30, it's like maybe every five years you should like – there's like some kind of milestone there. But you reach a certain point where they just keep coming. Like I've already into, – into my low 30s, I already – I frequently lose track of which age I am. Like there's been multiple times over the last three years where I wasn't sure if I was 31 or 32 and I had to think about it. And it's funny because you see your parents do that when they're older. You're like, how do you not know how old you are? But I kind of start to relate to that now. I just don't get excited about my birthday. Well, you're kind of a, an anomaly as well, though, because you don't even know which day you were actually born. I've heard you say 22nd and I've heard you say 23rd. Well, close. It's 20, 21st. 20th and 21st. Oh, 20th and 21st. That's well, I mean, we might as well share this with the listeners. <laughs> so... So I was born in the Pacific time zone at 11.30 p.m. That translates in Utah to 12.30 p.m. or 12.30 a.m., which then crosses over to the next day. So if I live in Utah, I don't technically turn the next age precisely until the day after my birthday. Therefore, I have two birthdays. And if I was self-indulgent enough... two birthdays, dude. If I was self-indulgent enough to care about my birthday, this would be a bigger deal. But as it stands, I don't give a damn about my birthday. But I am stating a fact that I do have two birthdays. No, you don't. Um, and also, nobody considers the place where, like, where they move to as like any indication of whether they were born that day or not. Like, because then you would just be constantly changing it by time zone. Like, well, like that's so weird. Nobody does it. They always just stick to where they were born, which day they were born on. That's why we moving around so much. <laughs> well, that's your problem. No, it's your problem. You're the one who has a problem with it. <laughs> yeah, because you're a freaking weirdo, dude. Well, I don't deny that. <laughs> All right, as long as you can admit it. Um, anyway, so I'm actually, I wasn't planning on talking about that, but it's, I'm glad we made that tangent because that is something I've wanted to talk about. Like, Parties are freaking stupid for the most part. Theme parties are like lame and childish and like nobody in their 30s should ever go to a theme party. People, honestly, if you're 25 plus, you shouldn't ever throw one and you probably shouldn't go to one either. Let's be real. Well, if I do go to one, I'm definitely not getting in that group picture where we all show off that we were there. Oh, yeah. It's all for the gram yeah. for sure. Yeah, I totally know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Um, one thing I wanted to talk about, though, and I wonder if you're seeing this, and I don't know if this is unique to Utah, too, so it's kind of one of those things where I don't want to make it seem like I'm coming down on Utah, but it could be unique to Utah, or it could be unique to single adults in their 30s, um, but one thing I've noticed here in Utah is that all the singles, and when I, by singles, I mean even those that are, like, dating and whatnot and whatever else, just nobody that, people that aren't married, but people that are out there, nobody wants anybody to be happy deep down. <laughs> legitimately we're all like crabs in a bucket and you know pulling that each other right? down, yeah. we're always pulling each other down yeah. right the 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 analogy being that when a crab is close to getting out of a bucket <laughs> the other crabs at the bottom of the bucket will literally pull it down where it's like nobody's getting ahead bud we're yeah. all at the bottom of the barrel here today like together. you're saying like people don't want other relationships they're to always work out tearing or... them down man yeah. there is so much like so i've been you know here and there between different groups in utah 
And I'll tell you this, man. I will tell you this. There are certain groups that would be considered, you know, the the cool kids club or whatever, which I hate saying that so much. I think it sounds so stupid. Well, it's weird that that's a thing after a certain age. I know. But, it's, yeah. it's really dumb. But like the beautiful people club or whatever, you know, like the one that, you know, gets all the attention, love or whatever you want to call yeah. it. Like there isn't that a lot of that's subjective, but I think for the most part, we can kind of agree that there are those scenes. I've dabbled in and out of some of those scenes. And let me just tell you, man, those are the most miserable people I've been around. Literally, nobody is cheering for each other. Nobody is rooting for each other. Like nobody wants anybody to succeed deep down. And by that, I mean, no matter who you're dating or who you're interested in, things are all of a sudden coming to the surface about who that person was years ago, months ago, days ago, who you might have been before. And people are just saying all sorts of crap. And deep down, it's a, nobody's actually wanting anybody to be out of this, to get out of this unscathed. Like, yeah. they want you to have to earn your keep by getting married and having to go through, like, as they say, I'm sorry, I'm swear warning here, in Shawshank Redemption, you got to crawl through a mile of shit in order to get to the other side and come out clean. And that's really what it is, man. Like, it's crazy. And I I don't know if you'll be able to relate to me in that regard because you've been in and out of Utah like I have. Texas, I wouldn't say I was in any specific scene, but I definitely had a lot of single friends. And we got along really well, but... There didn't seem to be a lot of backbiting there, but it was also a, a micro. It was at a micro level compared to what I see here, so it's a really hard comparison to make. I'm not sure if it's unique to Utah. I'm not sure if it's unique to singles in their 30s, but I definitely see it here. I know that. Yeah, and it's high school all over again. To be honest, it's it's, uh, and I think the problem is is Utah is just too damn networked, and people like you go to other places, and look, I'm happy to be in Utah, like be around LDS people again. That's all great. But I found that in other places, most people are kind of forced to get out of their comfort zone again, be vulnerable again, not have friends for a period until you go meet new ones. And I feel like in Utah, people are so comfortable having this massive, extensive network of friends and just it, it's it's too much. And I think it, it it kind of creates an extension of the high school mentality of this social totem pole and who do you know, who have you dated? It's really irritating. That's essentially what I was getting at, by yeah. the way, like the, the hierarchy of people, that social totem pole when uh -huh. I was talking about like the beautiful people club or whatever, which that was just one name that I heard somebody attribute to it because I personally didn't like that, but at least got yeah. what they were talking about. No, but I mean, I've, I've spent time around those scenes as well. And when you go to those parties and you hang around those people, it's just boring. It's it, it's just there's so much self-indulgence and everyone is just you can just sense that there's like this need to make an appearance, this need to be put forward. Midst, a, yeah, not be forgotten about. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's just this competition. It's just irritating to be around. I, I just have no interest in, in those kinds of groups. Yeah. And let me also clarify, too. I've dabbled. I've been in and out of some of those scenes. There are, individually, there are a lot of great people in those groups. Like, I mean Sorry. that. You want to make sure you get that cough out? <laughs> Sorry about that. No, you're good. Uh, there are a lot of great people on an individual level. Like, I mean that. And, and, and in those scenes, too, where it's like you talk to them and you get to know them, and you're like, you're honestly a really nice, good person. Like, I, I see it in you. But then everybody gets caught up in the whole idea of just, like, having to watch out for number one, watch out for themselves and whatever else. And it's, I don't know. 
like I say, I don't know if it's an anomaly to Utah, but it definitely exists here. I don't have much more to say about yeah. that. But. You know, I agree. I think if a lot of them, if you could get them out of that scene, they actually would have a lot of potential to, to be great people and everything, but you get trapped in those, in those holes. Now, changing gears, another nice. thing people like to crap on Utah about is the driving here. And this is something I've seen played out over and over again on social media. And everyone comes here from other states and they immediately draw these conclusions about Utah drivers. And logically, I've never really made a lot of sense out of that. Like, how are you going to cross some imaginary line, some state border, and suddenly the driving habits are going to change? But what I can say is I've lived in California, Washington, Arizona, Colorado, Utah, and I've spent a lot of time in some of the other western U.S. states, and I can say with a high degree of confidence that there really isn't much of a difference. And if anything, see people always say, oh, Utah drivers, they don't respect the left lane. I've, I've seen zero. Oh, I've seen that everywhere. I've it's seen, everywhere, yeah. I've seen California plates not respecting the left lane in Utah plenty. Yeah, no, a lot of it's just... But Texas, lot. I was driving in Texas all the time, and it was oh, the same thing. Yeah, was, it, you see pe- that everywhere. People are bad drivers. The yeah. average person sucks at driving. Yeah, like if it's a, like it's a territory thing or a personality thing, yeah, it's definitely a personality thing. Anyway, um, I will say I heard this on a podcast the other day that I thought was hilarious. When somebody gets ticked off when you're in the car, like on the freeway or something, and they're looking at you and like flipping you off, Hopefully this doesn't happen often to any of us, but if it does, this was such a funny thing to do. They said that one of their friends will look in front of them and point and like get their eyes all wide like they're about to hit something. (laughs) (laughs) And so that person will like stop and like look forward and like kind of be startled. Which is hilarious when you think about it. That like you you definitely get the laugh last laugh in that one. You have to be quick, but it's a really, really funny approach. Well, you know what I want to invest in? Like, flipping someone off doesn't do anything for me. It's just like, okay, you showed them your middle finger. What I think would be really fun to have is you print off some signs, like some ready-made signs for certain situations that you run into a lot. Like, have a sign that you can just hold up in your window that says, you're not left lane material. (laughs) And just show that to someone as you pass them in the right lane, just so they can know what you think about them and how pathetic they are for hogging the left lane are they pathetic or is printing out a sign that says you're not left lane material pathetic printing off a sign is absolutely not pathetic <laughs> <laughs> like it's just, it wouldn't have to say anything no cuss words nothing like that nothing aggressive just a simple statement of fact <laughs> you're not left lane material all right that's pretty funny all right moving on from that um this is your re-immersion to utah what else did you want to talk about man um, as far as Utah goes, um, sorry, I just got distracted by a text there. Um, what'd she say? That's for me to know and you to find <laughs> out. Um, no, um, as far as Utah goes, it is frustrating to see how fast it's grown and just the bad luck I had that a few years, had my life been accelerated a few years in advance, I could go buy a great house, really cheap, and suddenly... Now I'm looking at like, man, you got to spend like seven hundred, eight hundred thousand dollars to get into a nice house these days. There are houses that have doubled in value in the last like it's, year and a half. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. I'm looking around. I'm like, damn, 
Like, I guess this is just my fate. I, I, I had bad timing and maybe it crashes, maybe it doesn't. I'm not a real estate agent. I, I haven't spent enough time like investigating the market, but I, I have no reason to believe one way or another what's going to happen. But it's just like, man, I'm just, it's going to be another expense I'm going to have to eat. Mm. And are you in the market to buy a house? Or? Yeah, I mean, I've dabbled here and there. And I was actually in the market earlier this year. And then I thought, what's the rush? So I thought, let's calm down. Let's keep saving. Let's just like no it's reason. never it's never a terrible strategy just to keep saving. Yeah, and I really am not in a rush, but it is kind of nice to know where you stand financially. And I actually did. I was just recently talking with a uh, mortgage lender, kind of going back and forth, and he said we kind of settled on that again. Where I was like, you know, I just feel like I'm kind of jumping the gun here. Like I'm just gonna sit back and and just still play it out, you know. And he even said, he's like, this is a wild market, so who knows? With, with the lack of supply of houses on the market, he's like, hopefully we'll soften just a bit in the meantime. I feel like there will be an increase of homes for sale once people think we are at the peak for the time being. And then with an influx of people trying to cash out, it will increase supply and create some easy, some easing for the home buyer. Yeah. I mean, obviously he's looking at that very optimistically. But it's interesting, like this guy's been in the business for a long time. And I thought that's like, you know, at some point, something's got to give, you think. And I'm not saying like a full-on like crash or anything. I, I don't think that's coming. But there is going to be a retracement of sorts. There's got to be a correction yeah. where it, it's pulling back and there's a lot of hesitancy. And then all of a sudden you're looking at a buyer's market again. I do think that could happen easily in the next year. Yeah, and it's going to be hard to gauge because inflation is going to play into that as well. So maybe the prices don't necessarily drop. But even if they just hold steady... With inflation going on, maybe that's a sign that they're kind of dropping in a sense. Sure. But, yeah. yeah inflation is looking interesting right now, too. But it's like 5% already on the I'm year. waiting for crypto to still take off. But Oh, yeah. <laughs> crypto kind of died there for a little while. <laughs> it really hasn't been great. But there was a big conference today, apparently, that like some of the big wigs were attending, like Jack Dorsey and obviously Elon Musk. And um, Bitcoin took a pretty good bounce back today, along with a bunch of others. There's actually a lot of green in the crypto world today, but... That's after months of red, so it hasn't been great. Yeah, because I know you were in, involved in some pretty yeah good investments there, and yeah, so and it was looking good there for a little bit, and since then, nope, not at all. Yeah, I'm not quite as invested as you, but I have like fourteen hundred dollars invested, and right now it's at a point I could have if I wasn't so damn greedy, I could have pulled out and made like a 50% profit on all that. But of course I was too greedy to, and now I'm down to like 50% of my original investment. So hmm. kind of unfortunate, but it'll bounce again, back up yeah. to just wait for it. Just believe me. Do we have anything else to talk about when it came to, um, not really that, but I, I do want to, since there's, there's been a lot of, um, a lot in the news lately about like sports activism, um, you see a lot of like, I mean, just the classic like LeBron stuff. And now you see this, uh, what's the uh, Olympic women's soccer team. They like made this big deal about kneeling for the anthem and mm -hmm. then they got their butts kicked by Sweden. Oh, yeah. So kind of kind of funny. That's that's kind of music to my ears. That's an interesting conundrum because why do I care that Sweden wins? And I know it's not about Sweden winning and it's about the U.S. women's soccer losing. Um I'm yet to see a good argument as to why they should be paid more. Nope, that has not been presented to me. I've not seen that anywhere. So I'm not... Because politics. Yeah, I guess. Um, even the judge threw it out. Like, the judge 
pointed out something where it's like you you had a chance to take a deal that this that there was higher paying at some point that would have somewhat equated to what the men are making and you pass it up since you pass that up i got to throw out this case and so their case actually got thrown out initially i don't know where they're at now but regardless a lot a lot there uh i don't know i just i'm such a pro us that it's like even even the jackasses that are olympians and everything like i don't know i kind of tend to still want them to win See, actually, yeah, that's a, that's an interesting take. I know uh, Matt Walsh uh, tweeted today that he was like happy to see them lose, and I, I kind of agree with him to be honest. Like, well, you got you, guys like you and Matt Walsh though are like like me and Matt Walsh. <laughs> what does that even mean? Well, I mean, you guys are are pretty. Uh, you can yeah. be pretty vindictive about a lot of things. I'm and not, I'm not for better or for worse. I'm not saying that's always a bad thing. I'm just to me like. I feel like patriotism these days is a complicated issue because we're kind of two different countries in a lot of ways, like the woke yeah, and, and the not woke. That. And so it's it's hard to be patriotic when the wokeness completely consumes any element. And it's especially when – how can you be patriotic when the people you're trying to be patriotic for are anti-patriotic? Right? Yeah, if, oh, I if, get that. If you can't even you know support the national anthem, then – how then? What? How is my patriotism patriotism supposed to supersede that? No, I I I definitely agree with that, and it makes it pretty difficult and complicated, as you said. What I like to focus on, though, are those that seem like true patriots. And there's this girl. What is her name? It's like I'm gonna totally butcher it, but it's like Quanisha Brooks or something like that. Have you seen? Mm-mm. She does long jump. Okay. At University of Alabama. Awesome story. She was waking up at like 4 a.m. to like drop her grandma off at a assisted living center that she worked at and then from there would like go to her I think she'd go to like practice in the morning for high school and then straight from high school she would go to her job part-time at McDonald's just to make ends meet and her paycheck at McDonald's was paying her grandma's car insurance or something like that and she was just like not even taking any of the money on her own and then decided she knew she was pretty talented, and she saw that she could log ju- long jump pretty well. And so she thought, okay, what does it take to get a scholarship? So she just started like kind of making her marks and saying, if I can hit this amount, then I should be able to qualify for a scholarship. And that's exactly what she did. And now she's an Olympic long jumper and is just ecstatic to be there. It's like truly the American dream. Yeah. And now with the NIL, which by the way, I don't know if you've caught this since one of our last podcasts, Name, image, likeness. That's what it stands for. Okay. Yeah. So with all that, she can make a ton of money as a college student, which I think is exactly how it should be. I cannot believe it's taking this long once again, but I want to go on that. She needs again. to go get herself a McDonald's sponsorship. Yeah, right. She should. Yeah. She absolutely should. Yeah. If McDonald's was worth their anything, man, like that, that would be a wonderful sponsorship. Well, either that or they need to bring back Ronald McDonald. Mm-hmm. What happened to Ronald McDonald? You don't what, what does that have to do with the need to bring back Ronald McDonald? Well, we're talking about McDonald's. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, what, right. where, where has he been though? Is where, he racist? Where, yeah, where is he? Has he been? Has he, he been canceled? He's been canceled. Actually, That's very kind of, possible. Maybe kind of redheads were sick of it. Well, nobody think... <laughs> would listen to redheads. Actually, nobody would care what redheads had to say. Did you know there's a Ronald McDonald cartoon? Did not know. Somehow that. I stumbled into that on YouTube recently. Didn't spend a lot of time there, but uh, but actually, the last Ronald McDonald I saw inside of McDonald's was back in college um, at the Provo McDonald's. And I had this hilarious idea, I never followed through with it, to steal him 
and put them on top of a Taco Bell. I think <laughs> I think that would be pretty awesome. Granted, well, the legal repercussions of it might not be worth it, but look at you, you freaking rebel. Yeah. Yeah, something did happen to Ronald McDonald. You're right, but nobody cares about redheads, so it's not. He didn't get canceled by redheads, that's for sure. The pervert. Maybe he's a pervert. Was he like Jared from Subway? <laughs> yeah. All right, getting off the rails here. This is going off the rails for sure. So let's pivot here. Let's get into some BYU news, which is very relevant right now. Big, big news for a couple things. Let's touch on. One really quickly, Seneca Knight, big time transfer from technically LSU, but he really came from uh, San, Jose State. San Jose State. Uh-huh. Um, quite the quite the statistics, and I was actually looking some stuff up on him. Six seven moves very well. Uh, great field goal shooting percentage. He shoots about forty percent, thirty percent from the three. So not stellar there, but also not like totally bad. It's a high volume shooter. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. at BYU won't be the same. That's He'll, that's a big point yeah. actually. Yeah. So you do wonder how his field goal percentage is going to play out there because he's not going to get nearly as many looks. But one thing of note is that San Jose State was garbage, right? Yeah. So I started kind of looking into that, and I was kind of thinking like is this guy just a good scorer on a terrible team? Because that's, you know, you kind of wonder, like, how good can that really be? Now, with that said, his physical makeup is enough to get you excited. And just kind of watching his highlights, you're like, this guy clearly knows the f- he knows the floor well. Like, he moves well, he cuts well. Has a smooth stroke. Smooth stroke, yeah. I agree. Um, very athletic. Uh, but the big thing to me was, what did... Uh, what, was he just scoring in crap games? Like, when they were getting blown out, was he just dropping, like, 40 points? And he did drop, like, 38, I think was his career high. And I was even looking at that game. And they did lose, but they didn't actually lose by as much as I thought they would have. Um, so, clearly, he made a big impact in that game. But, anyway, long story short, what I wanted to see was how much of his average was attributed. Like, was it weighted pretty heavily because, like, in these blowout games, he was just chucking and he was just, like, making these shots? Not the case. His average was the exact same in every win and every loss. Field goal percentage? Or? Field goal percentage. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or sorry, sorry, sorry. Points. Points per game. Okay. His points per game were the exact same. It was right around 17. Oh. I think that's a good sign, personally. Yeah, I think, because I thought one of the things we lacked last year is when we, we would get into these scoring funks where there was not really a guy who could ISO. We needed a spark. Yeah, some, someone who could, you know, if the defense is locking down, who could just take someone one-on-one and score. Yeah. And he kind of seems to be the kind of guy that could maybe be that for us. I mean, I don't know how he fits in the rotation because we got so much talent coming Gideon back. George seems like he's kind of got that same potential as well. Yeah, no, yeah I think he's, but he's not that. He's still not polished, so you're right. Seneca yeah. Knight could be that guy next yeah. season. I think between the, the the fifth starter will either be Seneca or Gideon, and whoever doesn't start will get plenty of minutes. Seneca's right? definitely a start. I don't think he would have transferred if that wasn't like promised to him. Probably true. I'd say, I could see Gideon being the sixth man off the bench. I think yeah. he still needs to be. I mean, yeah. doesn't he have three years left still? Wasn't he a freshman last year? Or no, he was a transfer from New Mexico. Yeah, but everyone had that COVID year last true. year. True, so, so he still really, might have three yeah. years. That's a yeah. good point. Yeah. Um, gonna be, we're, we're making the dance. I mean, that's like got to be oh, solidified. It's, it's a pretty much we're a We're going to beat St. Yeah. Mary's twice, maybe yeah. three times if you count the tournament. Who knows? Gonzaga's going to be an interesting one. They're probably not going to be nearly as good as they were last year, but they'll still be good. Yeah, I mean, this might be the year to finally go get a WCC title. 
Maybe, maybe this is the year. Do we have any? Do you have any idea about Gonzaga besides the fact that they lose Suggs? Oh, but they got some five-star guy. I mean, I think they got yeah. like the top recruit in the nation. So. I think they did, right? So it's it, they're always going to be Gonzaga exactly. as long as Few's there. They're going to be very tough to beat. Yeah, I really but, like Mark Few. Dude. But the, but the tournament style, maybe we can go win the conference tournament at least because you, you just got to beat them once to win the tournament. That's right, so. which we never do. But yeah. we'll I, I don't think we've won a conference tournament since two thousand one. Since we were like. Yeah. 13 crazy yeah that's crazy man um yeah so it'll, it'll be a good year for basketball it seems like pope again man the pope effect it's real yeah. this could be the year we do too good and then we lose pope who knows that's yeah. some wild speculation as yeah. of right now but you're yeah. who knows right that's not crazy that's actually not crazy to think no. that it could happen but um all right, let's move on to football because the big news of the day was that Texas and Oklahoma are making moves to go to the SEC. So it's looking like, why wouldn't that happen? As long as they want it to happen, like the SEC. Why? Why does the SEC say no to that? Well, the SEC is pretty crowded. Uh, you what know, is there? Fourteen teams, right? I mean, there's Seven a lot of division, and then there's just so many good teams. I mean, if I'm in the SEC, do I really want to bring in two other potential powerhouses? I don't know. I mean, right now, if you're the SEC, you've pretty much got everything you want. Is there any way that Oklahoma and Texas are just trying to leverage the Big 12 into doing something different? Probably. That could be part of it, I guess. Yeah. I didn't know they were in cahoots. I thought they actually didn't like each other. Like, I thought Texas was always teasing out, like, hey, you got, y'all can F off. Like, we're going to go to the SEC. And Oklahoma was like, don't leave us, you jerks. And it was kind of like those two were had kind of like a little bit of a rivalry there. Maybe. But I think one of them is not going to stay. Like if one of them leaves, the other one it's going to, like the other one's going to be like feeling like they got left, like as the fifth wheel at the party, and I, I just I don't think they they would feel comfortable staying in the Big Twelve alone. Yeah, that's and so they fair. they probably either leave or go together, whether whether that's to the same conference or different conferences. I will say it's interesting to try to imagine the Big Twelve surviving without those two, because. The more likely scenario almost seems like they're just going to get um, picked off by the other conferences. That you know, maybe maybe like the Kansas schools go to the Pac-12, or you know, I, I don't know if the Big 12 is going to survive. I mean, one option would be maybe they bring in BYU and Boise and Cincinnati and UCF. UCF. That'd be an interesting conference, and I, I don't even know if that conference would be much worse. I mean, you Oklahoma. Oklahoma is a huge. Yeah, drop off. they're they're a powerhouse, and yeah. you're not going to replace that. But Texas, Texas hasn't been anything They've been crap yeah. for a while. It always seems like they're on the cusp of being good again. Yeah, everyone wants to say Texas is back. Yeah, they do. But then, yeah, they win. They I mean, but they're in the yeah. same, like Michigan. Like, they're in the same boat as Michigan. Oh, yeah, so they are. Like, and it's... Which, Michigan's actually had better years more recently than Texas, but still not, like, not Michigan standard, though. Still not up to snuff. Well, that's still the, the highlight of independence has still been Taysom, Taysom Hill running over Texas two years in a row. It's, uh, that really was amazing. Pretty, pretty special. Yeah, single-handedly basically ended Mac Brown's tenure at <laughs> Texas. Certainly did yeah. get a coach fired. Didn't the off- didn't the defensive coordinator get fired after that game? Yeah, immediately after the game, and yeah. then Mac Brown not too long after after that se- second yeah. season. So. Which Mac Brown no, was the first out. season, yeah. Mac Brown was checked out, so that, yeah. that made sense. Which I mean, he was checked out, but then now he's at UNC, like kind of doing good things. Yeah, it's it's kind of amazing that you can win a freaking national championship for a school, and if you're not keeping that up five years later, they'll punt you out the door. That's crazy yeah, to me. That is crazy. Like that's insane. What a world. 
Did we have more to talk about BYU wise? Nah, I think that's. Uh, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Football season coming around. Fall weather. Are you going to Vegas? Uh, that that's gonna be right after I take my boards. So maybe that'd be fun. I'd wow. be I'd be open to the idea. Should we do a live show from the stadium? That'd be kind of fun. <laughs> video, a video podcast. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure like just people would be there. Our fans would be there just to congratulate us and storm us and just ask us questions live on the spot. Yeah, we're really uh, diving into the self indulgence this episode, <laughs> aren't we? <laughs> Yeah, I might have to cut that out in post. <laughs> All right, Chaser, thanks for coming, man, as always. And uh, well, I'm sure we'll see you again soon enough in the future. All right. Takes time.